0: Say it out loud that you're gonna do something because then you feel the pressure. So, like, say, hey, next Friday I'm publishing this. So, say it out loud and then, because then it will force you to do it. I find that ADHDers do things well under pressure. So, it's like if there's a deadline, they will procrastinate until the night before, but they will get it done.
1: In this episode, I'm going to talk to Jenna Redfield, who is a marketing consultant, video editor, and Notion ambassador. We're going to dive into how to manage ADHD in marketing, talk about actionable tips on staying disciplined and persistent in our career despite feeling overwhelmed or having too many distractions around our environment. So Jenna is also a YouTuber who talks about managing ADHD with Notion. So if that's something that you're interested in, I highly recommend you to check out the show notes and check out her YouTube channel. I personally feel really close to this episode because I believe that we must care for our mental health to achieve more and become our best selves. Now let's get into the episode. Could you tell us what you do today as a marketer? How does your day-to-day look like?
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of a freelance marketing consultant slash video editor. So that's kind of what I do for a lot of people. I do mostly short form content. So like reels, TikToks, um, shorts. Um, and so I have a couple different clients that I create videos for. Um, I also have, uh, another business locally that I run, um, here in the Twin Cities called Twin Cities Collective, where I host events and workshops. And then I also run my YouTube channel um, and I do a lot of stuff with Notion. So I have uh, my courses and um, templates and then my YouTube channel, I talk specifically about how to use Notion like for marketing or for business or for, yeah, having ADHD, my personal life, Just it just kind of does everything. So I do a lot of different things. It's kind of fun to have a, a variety.
1: <laughs> the, wow, I actually did not know you do so much at once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I have an, a question like, did you build it up uh one by one how, how did you kind of start to scale to this much stuff
0: yeah so i started so i graduated from college in 2014 and i had a degree in video production like editing so i wanted to go into that but um i couldn't really find like a full-time job in that as well as like social media marketing because back then that wasn't like a thing like social media marketing and video editing were two different things now they're kind of the same um yeah. but uh i ended up like starting a blog and my YouTube channel back then, but it was just really like, just, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just trying something out. And then um, over the years I started working in marketing and then I started the, uh, the local company in 2016. So I've been doing that for seven years. And then along with that, the podcast that I have now originally was a local podcast and I've kind of transitioned that to more just online. Um, but yeah, it's like every year, yeah, I'll come up with a new idea or I'll transition. I've always had like multiple things I've been working on. Um, otherwise I get bored, like, you know, having ADHD, like if I just do one thing all the time, (laughs) I just would get so bored. So I like to have a variety, but sometimes it gets overwhelming too. Cause I was like, Oh wait. Which one should I focus on now? Uh, there is a lot of different, like like time management is a struggle for me. So it's like figuring out how much do I spend on this versus this, and and focusing on monetizing and all the things that comes along with you know having a business is like which one is bringing in the most money right now, or which one um, do I enjoy right now, and, and which one should I focus? It's it's definitely a challenge, and I I wouldn't say I'm the best at it, but that's why like tools like Notion have been helpful for me to kind of organize. All the things i need to do my to-do list um you know the contacts that i need to talk to all my schedule that sort of thing so i need to have organized organized systems in order to manage all this yeah
1: yeah that's really cool how much time does the actual event for example take from your time because it's i guess that's the most i for me that sounds like the most time consuming to actually do like an (laughs) in-person something
0: yeah. So I do events. Well, so I just launched a like membership for events, uh, locally. So I, so before I was just doing every event, every couple months and I would, you know, I'd have to be marketing it, um, through my followers of that local account. Um, uh, but now people have signed up and they can come to events all year round. So it's kind of just now planning the events, figuring out the location, um, getting food and, and, and stuff for it. So it's kind of, it is a lot of steps. I, I never thought I would be an event planner, um, event organizer. It's not not my favorite part of my job but i like having um the connections with the local people and i enjoy um like marketing the events and and like getting people together so for me like i use social media as a tool to market those um and then i do have you know some volunteers and things that help at the event so the event that we had just a couple weeks ago we had about 40 people you know 40 50 people so it was like you know a, a networking event that i did and and we had um food and stuff and it was really fun and and so i enjoyed uh having having that locally and i bu- built up a quite a large audience so um that's been really fun
1: <laughs> that's so cool i mean i mean congratulations because event management is no joke i've been uh i i never aspired to be an event manager either mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> I, I i'm part of my local toastmaster group and it's oh uh, yeah I
0: don't... oh you know okay yeah i was it's in so toastmasters co- in high school they oh, had it at so my high cool. school
1: yeah well you're lucky i mean i wish i had it you know um yeah so yeah being part of the toastmaster group is also like a 40 50 30 50 people kind of deal Mm. Mm -hmm. but then uh i slowly like i got into the seo space and now Mm -hmm. we are like hosting conferences which is like toastmasters on steroids Mm -hmm. so that's all but it's interesting like people who are really like ambitious and like really like like to talk to people all of a sudden they just come into event management
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) you kind of have to yeah (laughs) exactly
1: i would like to ask you like uh how did the adhd uh were you diagnosed or like how Mm -hmm. did you realize and how um did you tackle all the i guess like life situations that come with it to do yeah, all so.
0: this, because you do <laughs> so, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, it's funny. Like when I when I realized that I had ADHD, I, like I told everyone, and they were all like, that's not a shock. Like they, none of them were shocked that when I found out that I had it. Like it was like, oh, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I oh. went through, you know, because I was like 28 or something when I found when I found out that I had it, and I was like, oh, so that was like during the pandemic. So it was like 2020. And I I kept seeing content about ADHD and every single video, I'm like, that's me. That's me. That's me. Like, why have I never heard of this? And you know, women are very underdiagnosed. And so it's like um, growing up. Yeah. So like, because it's like hidden a little bit more, it's more inside your head, not so much external um there's but then you read through all the signs and and it's like I look back at my childhood and that, and that sort of thing and and I was actually just reading a Twitter thread yesterday where a girl was was going through every single thing and I'm like I have every single one of those things that she said. So it's like it's been it was very eye opening. It was it was actually very exciting because it's like I have um an answer to why I am the way I am. I thought it was just my personality. Turns out it's a mental disorder which is like, you know, it it, it it's good. I'm actually not medicated. Um right now, I, I may in the future, but I'm trying to like learn as much as I can of the cognitive um, changes, like just getting um, habits built and um, working on um, just the things that I can do myself. Cause it's not, a, it's not something that you can really cure. You can take medication, but it's not something that you can um, fully like, p- you know, become non ADHD, if that makes sense. Like there's nothing, you just have to learn how to live with it and like figure out tools and solutions so that's why my youtube channel i talk about it a lot on there is like what are the tools that i found helpful um that i think other people might as well because there's def i've definitely built some really good systems for myself um that i think uh i other others could use as well so it's definitely been um i think the hardest thing for me is like yeah focus um getting for me it's not organization as much the issue it's more of um I don't know. Anxiety has been a big part of my life. Um, a lot of it is, uh, emotional, like emotional overwhelm, um, getting stuck. That's like a lot of what happens to me is like, um, I'm either under stimulated or overstimulated at all times. Yeah. So I it's see. like, I'm either bored or like I've way too much. So it's like, I can never, I'm trying to find that middle ground. And that's, that's a struggle for me for sure.
1: I see. And, uh, my question is, like, how come you chose Notion? Because I also mm. use Notion, and mm-hmm. you can, you really need to, like, sit down and figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are some built-in tablets. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. But... To really tailor it for yourself you really have to like kind of sit down and figure it yes. out and I, I don't know why you chose notion for it <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: it's funny because a lot of people ask me that it's funny i actually have a group on facebook called adhd and notion which is for people oh, that have okay. ADHD. yeah and there's like three thousand people in there so i'm not the only like i started it like two years ago and every day i get people joining it because We've actually found that Notion is a great tool for ADHD because it's so customizable, which which some of the other apps, they're very structured and it's like you have to use them this way because that is how they're made. With Notion being kind of a blank slate, you can kind of set it up however your brain works and that's why I, I always recommend it to people. It is a lot of work to learn. But once you learn it, you, you can kind of make whatever you want for yourself. You can uh, create like, uh, you know, habit trackers, that sort of thing. I like to plan my groceries. I like to plan, um, you know, uh, my, my uh, projects and things. And like, there's a million things I use it for. And instead of having 800 tools, Notion yeah. can do all of it. So it's like, I'm actually lessening the number of tools I'm using by using Notion. So I've actually got, I have a whole video on my YouTube channel about how I don't use Google Drive anymore because i yeah, everything same. i no. do is through everything i do is through either notion or google photos those are like the two apps i use so it's like any any content i'll put on google photos and then everything else goes on 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 notion so i don't know i just i got sucked into it i that's another thing about adhd is, uh, there's a concept called hyperfocus where you get like really into something and then you just like focus on that for a while and that is something that happened with me with notion is once i got into it i just got really into it and i didn't want to Stop talking about it because it just I, I felt like it it really improved my life. and I'm also very tech savvy. so for me it was easier to um, use than maybe some people. but I also try to simplify it. That's why I teach it on my channel. I'm like you, some people complicate it. <laughs> I'm trying to simplify it. I'm trying to be like, here's like what you can do. Um, how to get started? I have my Notion Foundations course, which walks you through step by step all of the different features of Notion. Because there's a lot, there's a lot you can do on there, and that and sometimes the the decision fatigue becomes a thing where you're like, what should I do? But I think figuring out how your brain works is really important for ADHDers. How how be, how do you best um, consume information. How best do you see your dashboard? Do you want a bunch of widgets or is that distracting? Do you want to see all of your databases or do you just want a button to have a shortcut to go there? Because if one of the things about ADHD is object permanence is a struggle where if you don't see it, you forget it exists. So I think, okay. um, like having things, yeah, exactly. And your fri- Yeah. <laughs> that don't get me started. Like I have so many <laughs> foods that have like, I have to throw out cause they've expired. But I think um with Notion it's like I have set up my dashboard so it's like the most commonly used pages. I have button shortcuts because I'm like those are the pages I need to access and I can see them all on the home page. So it's like, oh yep, I gotta go check that or I gotta go check that. And I think if you forget about them and they're buried deep into Notion, you're never gonna find them again and it's not gonna be helpful to you. So I think finding what works for your brain is what I've been kind of preaching on my channel is just figure out what works for you when it comes to notion and if it's another tool great but I personally just like notion a lot
1: yeah yeah I don't know like sometimes when I think of ADHD like I also think of like really hard to stick with discipline but Mm -hmm. like I I see you always publish your podcast you are really Mm -hmm. consistent with your YouTube channel and your Instagram like Mm -hmm. but then what advice would you give to uh, fellow Mm ADHDers Yeah. To with discipline like i think i mean you could use the best tools on earth you could like mm-hmm. be the master of notion but i think without discipline it would be really hard mm-hmm. to to do anything right
0: it it is and yeah. i i do struggle with that um i think with content for me i'm just able to publish it fast so it's easier for me and then one of the things i've learned about myself is say it out loud that you're going to do something because then you feel the pressure so like say hey next friday i'm publishing this So say it out loud and then because then it will force you to do it because I find that ADHDers do things well under pressure. So it's like if there's a deadline, they will procrastinate until the night before, but they will get it done. You know, so it's like Mm -hmm. as long as you have like a public thing where you're like, oh, this has to go out by this date because I told my entire audience it's coming. It's like it's like it's like forcing me to do it. Um, That's what works for me. And so I actually just published this week the next two months of content for my YouTube channel. I'm like, this is the date that these are con- what I the? know. Really? Well, it's like once a week. So it's ten videos basically. So it's but, so I it's mean ten- still it's ten
1: videos. It took me I don't want to tell it took me two weeks to make one video, like my first one on my YouTube yeah. channel. I mean okay, I'm also very I've new also to this thing, I've but, also you know. been
0: doing this for ten years. So it's like I I can make videos really fast. I went to school for videos, so it's not oh, difficult okay, right. for me. So it's mm-hmm. like I think that's the thing is for some people content is hard for me it's easy so it's like that might be the reason is like but there's other things like I like there's other things in my life that I'm terrible at that I I <laughs> I've procrastinated on getting a passport and now it's been three years and I don't have a passport like there's certain <laughs> things that like I just I I, I I I I avoided that's another tendency of mine is I avoid things that are like hard or like things I don't want to do um but with content, I want to do it. So it's it's easier to do for me. But some people hate content. They're like, I know I have to make it. I don't want to make it. So then they avoid it and don't do it. So I think it really just depends on what your interests are. Um, for me, like my goal is I'm like once a week video that has just like been like i'm able to like tell myself like i gotta do this like today
1: hi if you listen to this far thank you so much for listening and if you enjoy the show please leave me a review on either apple podcast spotify or my youtube channel if you have any feedback for the show please let me know on the aspiring cmo podcast social media pages on facebook and instagram or send me an email on my website now let's get back to the episode like
0: yesterday I ended up filming and editing the video in the morning. Like I literally like did it before work. Like I was like, I filmed the video. I knew exactly what I was gonna do. I edited it, published it. And then I had to drive, I did do a two hour drive to a client. So it was like, I got it done, you know? So it's like, I it, done is better than perfect too. Like I don't usually, um, do multiple takes. I just do one take. And I'm like, that's it. (laughs) Like, it's not, you know, it's not my full-time job. Like there's some people on YouTube that spend hours and hours and hours and making this perfect video. And I'm like, I'd rather just make a video and move on to the next one. Like, I just, I would rather have more content. That's good. Like, it's not like crap videos, but it's like, I don't need to spend, um, forever on one video. Cause I think then, Mm -hmm. then when it underperforms, you're like, Oh, I spent so much time on that. And it's like, just do what you can, get the message out there, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. That's a great tip because I just started um, my YouTube channel too. Mm. I do post. I mean, I've been publishing the podcast episodes on YouTube, but mm-hmm. I think it gives more value to anybody who would be on my channel to for me to give tips as well. So that's yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah. And about your video editing process, I think now I'm. I just started video editing on a, like mm-hmm. a little bit more serious level mm-hmm. and i see that you have to be very organized in my mm-hmm. opinion to edit like the editing process is a creative process but what become <laughs> before the editing you need to be very organized how do you what's
0: your tip for that um well it depends on how you're getting your footage so are you filming on your computer or are you filming on a camera what are you how are you filming your videos i'm filming just my phone your phone so are you editing on your phone or are you editing on your computer on my computer so you're like are you like airdropping or just sending yeah, the yeah, yeah. video files okay so how many how many video clips do you usually have for a video um around like 10 i think 10 is it like multiple takes or it's just like little clips that you put together
1: oh uh, it's oh my god uh i guess it's like multiple clips because like uh, i don't really talk too long in a in okay a gig, so yeah
0: so you so you're kind of just popping them into the editor and like making it one long video. How long are your videos? Kinda. I mean,
1: I also cut it out and to make it more cohesive, I think, mm-hmm. like the a cuts. I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to that more and I'm trying to bring in more like memes or, mm. you know, like B-rolls. And that, that's mm-hmm. when I get dizzy. That's when I'm like, oh, my God yeah that <laughs> plus is like titles yeah. in transitions and like so the, those are the things that like oh should i be i think i should be more organized on that part
0: but yeah i think it's just um i think the the biggest thing is having a vision and and figuring out what you want um seeing what you have and then making it the most engaging that you can and cutting out the stuff that is crap i guess like the the the, the ums and the pauses and the things that aren't um interesting I guess I think you just figure out what what's the most important parts that you want to keep and yeah how do you make it more interesting for me I've just learned I don't spend too long I I used to do a lot more editing (laughs) and my videos but I just don't have the time I have so many other things that I'm doing I want to obviously pop in things that are relevant and important but one of the things I do is because I do a lot of notion videos. I record myself on my screen, doing a lot of screen recordings. So it's easier for me to just uh, film myself. So it's, I use OBS and I just film myself with my screen and just kind of walk through a notion tutorial so it's not too much editing with that uh but if i was doing another type of video yeah i'd probably add a lot more transitions and and b-roll and that sort of thing but because i'm doing mostly notion tutorials it's a little bit easier to edit those types of videos so it just depends on the type of videos you're doing if you're doing like a vlog or you're doing um more of a sit down video it's a little different it just depends on the video that you're Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So. I know that you also have like on um, your Notion bundle just uh, mm-hmm. launched, right? Mm-hmm. What, what is in the bundle? Actually,
0: yeah. So know. it's but called Notion Foundations All Access. So I had a couple of different courses. I had a couple of templates and I was like, why don't I just put everything together and you get everything. So you get two courses. One is the Notion Foundations, which is like how to use Notion. I also have one called Notion Template Creator, which is actually like kind of how to like become a Notion YouTuber, like how to create a template and actually market it. And then i have three templates i've got the business tracker life tracker and content calendar template so that's helping you like organize your marketing and then monthly workshops and monthly office hours so Basically that's you get all that. Down. Yeah. So you get yeah. a lot for it's 147 U S dollars. And, um, it's, I think it's a good deal cause you get a lot with it. And, um, okay. we just started selling it like two weeks ago and I'm like, this is now my main thing that I'm offering. So, uh, I, I still sell the templates separately. Um, but I really want people to get this cause then it's like, if you have a template and you don't know how to use it, it's not really helpful. So it's like I have the course that also walks you through how to use notion step-by-step so that's that's very cool do
1: you uh consult companies to use notion as well like uh not currently
0: yeah I, i i was actually i just went to my first ever local notion meetup last night um i actually put together a couple of people i've met who do notion and we were talking about this and i was like i right now i'm not but i do do marketing consulting so i because that's more of my background i do a lot of marketing consulting versus notion consulting but i like teaching notion i like. I like doing the videos about notion. So that's kind of what I'm sticking to right now is like, if you need help, you know, come to my office hours. Um, if you're part of the the package, um, because what I found is that like a lot of people can learn notion just from watching videos, honestly, like it's, it's the, and then learning based off of yourself. I think there are some great notion consultants out there and I have some contacts if people need them. Um, I actually might make, I I've been thinking about putting together like a list on my website of notion consultants that I recommend because, um, because I'm not doing it right now. Um, I want obviously to send people to people that they could use. And there's different people that have different skills too. So it's like, you might need someone that does maybe more of the DIY, like helping you through it. And then there's some people where they just need the data set up for them and they don't want to spend the time so it really depends on what you need for notion um for me like what i've found is i just really like being an educator of notion and and more of the teacher uh um through my courses and my youtube videos
1: yeah yeah so. what do you recommend like for someone who wants to start to sell courses like i i i mm-hmm. see um that our education system all around the world is getting like everybody is like seeing it's a scam, right? So, mm. I see that the course economy or course I mm-hmm. don't know how you call this, <laughs> yeah, world yeah. is gonna get more mainstream later on. So, I, I mm-hmm. assume it's gonna be a lot more course creators out there. But, like, what do you recommend for someone who wants to start the course
0: or yeah. something, or like well, and sell it to? Yeah. So I use a couple different tools. Um, I use for my funnels, which is my like sales page. I use a software called FG funnels, which, FG Fun- um, is I never real- heard of it. Yeah. No. It's actually based off of this software called go high level, which is like kind of yeah. a CRM software. So FG funnels is these two women, um, are basically white labeling, um, a software through high level, but it like they you get a bunch of really good, um, templates for your funnels. Um, so it's called fgfunnels.com and then that's also my email list. So my email marketing is through that. And then I also have Thrivecart is where I actually host my courses for Notion. So Thrivecart is a uh, like a, I don't know, a checkout, like a checkout website where you can set up an order form, but it also yeah, has course... Okay right? Yeah. So it's, so people can pay, but it's also ha- they also launched like two years ago, um, course, uh, hosting. And what I love about thrive cart is it's a one-time fee. So you don't have to pay every month. It's a one-time fee of like $700 and that's it. So I don't have to pay monthly like, um, Kajabi or some of these other ones. Um, so now forever I have it like I have thrive cart. And so it's actually in the long run a lot cheaper. um, and it's actually a pretty good software, and so I actually embed the checkout form into my FG Funnels funnel because they do have funnels in ThriveCart, but I just prefer FG because I'm already paying for it and I have all my websites on there. So I don't know. And again, I went through a whole sales funnel training. So like I'm very like knowledgeable in that world. Um, and so not everyone can, I mean, honestly there's like teachable there's thinkific. There's a bunch of different, uh, course hosting sites. You just have to find the one that's in your budget. Um, and then you have to make the videos. So that's the other part is like, you have to make a video. Um, another one is like circle, which is more of like a membership. So there's like a bunch of different options for, Um, I actually think I have a YouTube video about this, but, um, it's like, and then also Notion, like helps me plan the course. So I actually have a Notion board of like each individual uh, module that I've planned out. So it's helped me when I was recording the videos, like, all right, have I done this episode or this video? So I think having it organized and planned out and being like, what is this course even about? Like what, what do I want to get out of it? Um, I'm actually probably going to go through and redo the course because the, the Notion Foundations I did last fall and Notion has changed since then. So it's like, I want to make sure it's up Updated, uh, because you know, some of the things I talked about then aren't up mm-hmm. to date, so it's like I want to make sure that everything is up to date. So, I'm probably this summer um, at some point going to re record some of the episodes or some of the videos in the course because I want to make sure that they're constantly up to date with what's going on in Notion. Yeah,
1: awesome. Uh, yeah, I just saw the changes too. Uh, you can do a lot, lot more now on Notion. I like their dashboard. Yeah. There's this like mm-hmm. um, function where you can track your progress or something yes, and they calculate the progress it based part, on mm-hmm. how many tasks you, mm-hmm. you you done so that's awesome i yeah. tried to uh, i think i brought like some uh company sops onto notion which was uh pretty nice for me <laughs> mm-hmm. but then i had to like train others like okay this is how you log into notion this is what you do mm-hmm. this is basically yeah. a website so it's kind of yes. just act like it just think like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah. i uh there's this one question i always i wanted to ask you like how do you overcome like the emotional like be, feeling overwhelmed mm. when you have adhd to do all this like creating yeah. courses and <laughs> the, like, the sales fund the, the, the yeah. things you're doing is very complex right mm-hmm. and um i like just video editing along, i think it's already complex mm. but then on top of it you're doing a lot more <laughs> and how do you overcome that feeling of uh
0: uh, I think one of the things that's really important to me is I go on a walk every day um outside oh, okay. getting into nature um unfortunately where I live it's not like warm out most of the year it's cold so I some so I actually have a um walking treadmill um by my desk because I think getting your steps in is really important so getting outside going on a walk and then also like um I think not taking on too much. Sometimes when I've taken on too much, I do have to be like, all right, I can't take on anymore. So having boundaries. And then the other one that I think is really important that we don't talk about enough is having high self-worth. Um, really doing, I love doing affirmations every day. Um, and like just saying like, Hey, like you, you are a good person. This isn't like your value. Isn't what you produce. It's just who you are. I actually read a really good book and I had the author on my podcast. It's called the bug in our brain. Highly recommend it. It's one of the books that changed my life. And, um, it really made me realize that having like a high sense of self-worth without being productive is really important. Um, and so I think, um, you know, and there's tools that are helpful for me to, um, you know, just I think notion is a great tool for overwhelm because you can see everything you can write, you can kind of brain dump and put everything that you is in your head on a paper. Um, and then just there's, I mean, I have so many tools. There's one called scary hour where you just for an hour, just do all the things that you don't want to do. Like it's, it's, it's all the scary things that you're like, I've been avoiding. So it's called scary hour. You do it for one hour every day, you know? So there's like all these tools. And then there's another one Um, I'm reading this book right now called the war of art by Stephen Pressfield, which is about resistance and overcoming resistance. And so it's like a lot of the overwhelming procrastination comes from this like invisible force called resistance, where you're trying to get through that as an artist or as a creator, um, highly recommend that book. It's really good. It's really short, but. I think like figuring out, cause that happened this week. Like I was very overwhelmed. I was like, I have way too much on my plate. Um, sometimes you just have to take a step back, but then like just step-by-step step, getting the little things done, going through your to-do list, um, making sure that you know, I, I struggle with prioritization. Like what, cause you have like eight things that are number one priority. It's like, <laughs> how do you do that? I think prioritizing your health, your mental health first, and then you know, clients. Cause you like when, when you are creating content, it's better to have people answer to first than co- content. So if you're behind on working with your clients, that's, that's probably a higher priority than making content. Cause like yeah. making content is to get new clients. Right. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay, I think that, yeah. you know, so it's like figuring out what like if you didn't work with your client and you don't email them back, but you make a piece of content, that's gonna be like a worse thing than getting back to them. So it's like prioritizing what is the most valuable thing for you to do um, in that moment. So I think that there's just figuring out, like if if I lost one of these two things, which would be the worst consequence, I would probably be losing the client. So you've got to work on that first. Um, and then And then also just like knowing when it's time to quit. If, if you have to, I've quit many things and it's okay to quit things because you're the, it only really matters to you. It's like, it's, it's your life and people will support you no matter what you do. So I have thought about, leaving my podcast because I'm like, I have a YouTube channel. I have, you know, short form content. It's like, do I also need a podcast? Like I'm, I'm still kind of in that decisive mode of like, I don't know, like, I'm still kind of figuring that out because I have so many other things. Is that, am I taking on more than I can handle? So I think just figuring out what matters to you and prioritizing. I love that.
1: I think it's a great (laughs) summary on prioritization. I, I actually quit my job. Like I am no longer wow. like working for wow. a company just for a period of time because, yeah. uh, I really wanted to explore what it would be like to be just full-time content mm-hmm. creator, yeah. making the content I want to make and test out things the way I want to. And it, it, it's just that I get rid of the bureaucracy and like mm-hmm. hier- hierarchy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, but, but it's open so many doors, right? Like it, um, yeah, I get more time for networking and like, yeah, it, it, there's some, some cool things about like knowing what you want mm. <laughs> and uh, taking it into action. All right. Um, and my last question for you is uh, if you were to go back to your early 20s, what mm. advice would you give to mm. that person?
0: Oh, that's a great question because I was very lost in my early 20s. I think I would just say you'll, you'll figure it out, because <laughs> at the time I didn't think I would. Um, but also that it's not going to be an easy path, but you're going to get through it. I think, I think our early twenties is the time of life that is the hardest, in my opinion, because you've been in school your whole life, and then all of a sudden you're like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can have a full time job. You can go freelance. You can do whatever you want, and that that is like scary to be like, I, I don't know if I'm making the right decision, but um, just follow your gut, um, network. This is a really important thing I always tell people is build your network. Like, like I was lucky that like I figured out at like 23, 24 that I really like networking. But I would say like 80% of my success is through networking. Like it's meeting people, staying in touch with them, going on LinkedIn, following people, inviting them to coffee, going to networking events, network, 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 because your network is your net worth. And I think that it's it's all about building. And a lot of young people are not used to that. They're like, I was just in school. Like I just knew the people I knew. Get find people of different ages. Get a mentor. Like find people. Like a a lot of the people I know are 20 years older than me. You know, they have been through this already. Finding people of different ages. I would say that's my number one tip is network because I think it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I hear this over and over again. And I, <laughs> each time I'm thinking like, Oh, should I go for a coffee for this
1: person? Or should mm-hmm. I invite, should I cold DM someone? Do I it. DM you do it. I just do it. Like what's the worst case scenario anyway? Yeah, yeah. So I, I cold
0: I cold DM people all the time. And what I, what I like to do is I like to offer them something for free, like, uh, I'll feature you on my podcast or I'll feature you on my Instagram. And that way they, they usually say yes to that. Cause it's like, like, like you reaching out to me, like if it's something that benefits me, I'm probably going to say yes. I mean, some people just ignore it and don't say anything and then you just move on. Like it's all about numbers. Like if you, if you DM a hundred people, I swear like eighty eighty 80% of them are probably going to say yes. So it's like, it's just a numbers game. And like, you just have to do it. And like people that are willing to do that are more successful in life are the ones that are willing to step out, of their comfort zone and actually reach out. I think those are the, the people that are the best in the world. <laughs> yeah. So. All right.
1: Well, and, and lastly, if they would like to, if people would like to reach out to you, how can they mm-hmm. find you?
0: Yeah. I'm pretty active on all social, just at Jenna Redfield on basically every platform, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> YouTube. Um, and then JennaRedfield.com. Redfield.com. Um, yeah. That's how you can reach out amazing
1: all right well thank you jenna so much for joining the aspiring cmo show and i hope you have a great day yeah thanks